welcome back to our first show of 2023, where we go back to fourth season Mission Impossible uh, with the episode The Mastermind. Uh, hello, welcome to the first episode of Agents of Cool for the calendar year 2023. I uh, I am Eric, joined as always by Ray and Stacy. Cool. And tonight we're doing uh, a fourth season episode of Mission Impossible. Classic called Mission Impossible. Classic Mission Impossible called Mastermind. Now this is actually, I think, the first episode with Leonard Nimoy we've covered since Submarine. We did Summary, yeah. I think, way back the first a year of the show. Ago. A long yeah. time ago. No, we did ago. his first episode at one point, didn't we or not? Did I, don't, I don't think we did. And I'm not 100% maybe just, sure. Okay, maybe we just watched it at some point. Mm, probably we've watched it. Um, I don't think we covered it, though. The only Leonard episode we ever did was Submarine. Right. Which, for me, is like... That's still one of my favorites. So classic. Um, this episode, uh, do I like it as much as I like Submarine? Eh, probably not. But then again, Submarine is just on... I, it's one of those I'm, classic I'm level by itself deals. I'm seeing a trend of the, the later seasons ones we've watched that they tend to get... A little bit weirder in whatever the central gimmick of the yeah. con is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I mean, once it unfolded, because I wasn't sure where they're going. With this once they unfolded everything, I'm like, oh, okay, perfectly serviceable. Actually, makes sense. But the the, the yeah the, the central gimmick they got slightly far fetched. I again, I, my first thought when you see in the opening credits, this is not a spoiler because you see this like in the opening credits as they interspersed little bits and pieces is Leonard Nimoy with head electrodes. I'm like. It's Paris's brain, and you and you know damn well Leonard's sitting there. I can't son get away from these son blank. of a son of a biscuit eater. I got wires in my head again, and you just know he's doing that. Okay. I got, I, Star Trek's gone. I thought I was done with this, but here we are, aren't we? Yeah. Now it actually it's not a bad episode. There's some good. Oh no, not a bad episode actually, at all. You know, some but, of the seemingly unnecessary complications of the plan turn out to be clear once you realize what the over what the whole goal. Yeah, which is to say it's Mission Impossible. Which is to say it's Mission Impossible, which is kind of the the the, which is kind of the wonder of it, and that somehow they managed to bring it all together, which is the beauty of it. Um, So we have our opening: bum 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 bum. Phelps is on a waterfront, and he's um, he's getting the mission like he always does. And there's a mobster named Lou Merrick. Oh, well, so one little thing: so the opener, and again, we we I was noticing this that a modern Mission Impossible probably wouldn't devote. The five or six minutes of, you know, quotidian, just Jim Phelps quietly walking to yeah. by himself into whatever mm-hmm. thing there to set the scene there. It's what on a pirate ship called the Buccaneer in? Queen. Yes. He goes over there. He moves a cage, which I swear to God, I think contained a live parrot or a prop parrot. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. which. I, for a minute, I thought the parrot was going to read the recording. That would be to perfect. To get to the recording. I would love that. I was also wondering if his live parrot, is he then going to have to basically 86 the parrot lest it repeat anything on the tape? The parrot, oh. the parrot knows too much. That they did not, that question was not raised. We'll assume it is a prop parrot on there. But it, so apparently somewhere they found a pirate ship. Or a loyal IMF parrot who's going back to. Or maybe on a back lot. I'm not sure. A loyal uh, IMF parrot who's been out of the game for a while, but now he's back. Drawn back into the game. Um so we, we get the, we get the mission. Mm-hmm. The pirate ship was beautiful. It's my understanding that they uh, would just shoot a block of intros at once, mm-hmm. and that you would shoot an intro. It wouldn't necessarily be lined up with a specific episode, mm-hmm. but it's still beautiful. Um, there's a guy named Merrick, a mobster. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in which I suppose we should mention also as the show goes on, we get more and more with the syndicate, mm. uh, domestic crime stories. So this is one of those deals where we got to take down some syndicate SOBs. Mm-hmm. We got a name Merrick who uh, has put together a blackmail file of high government officials. I'm shocked. Do you mean American government officials may have any kind of behavior for which they could be easily blackmailed? Well, so he he's oh arra- my gosh. He's arranged, so I don't know if they're leaving open that well, basically they were they were merely framed or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he is arranged for blackmail. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But uh, my uh, I'm clutching pearls here. We're gonna keep going. Right. Um, he's arranged a blackmail file. He works for a guy named Jonas Stone, who is who runs their branch of the mob. Mm-hmm. Jonas Stone, it turns out, oh, has right. invested in something called the Institute of Cerebral Research. Oh, no, specifically, the blackmail material has not been used yet. Apparently, at the next big syndicate, and I swear oh, to God, I think they say convention. convention. They actually say the word convention. So I'm just imagining, like, remember the episode of G.I. Joe where they find, like, the Cobra Rest and Recreation Facility up yeah. in the yard yeah. or whatever, and it's like, I'm just imagining, basically, Syndicon 1968 exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Now, you, now, you see, he's got a point. I've got questions here. Number one, okay. is this an industry-only event, or is the fandom allowed? <laughs> Uh, are there going to be autographs? Well, no. The family is always allowed. Families. Well, I said the fandom. Oh, I thought you said the family. Is the, is, it is a family event. Mm. <laughs> is yeah. the fandom allowed? Uh, can I go in and get autographs? Can I buy T-shirts? Do they have back issues? I, I'm just yeah, imagining basically the latest in you know latest in double-breasted suits, pinstripes. Okay, look, but classic violin. Look. The classic violin case is making a comeback. Exactly. Uh, so as, as we, we frequent science fiction conventions, and so this is uh, to us just hilarious, is there cosplay? Do people go in dressed like Capone or Luciano? Uh, is there a cosplay contest? Uh, like you said, it's probably just a bunch of pinstripe suits. Uh, are, are there are there new techniques for concrete overshoes we're going to share? Yeah, I mean, that's... that's- <laughs> The, the, yeah, I mean that's basically look, you know, Gearson aggregate, basically the new, you know, basically the new, you know, you know, the new snitch sinker four thousand. Look at this. Exactly. Ex- look how fast it'll take somebody to the bottom of the harbor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, uh, the convention's coming up. <laughs> the convention's yeah, coming that, up. Yeah. So Jesus. this material has not been used. Now this uh, raises the immediate question: mm-hmm. Then who has the material? They know its location. Mm-hmm. It's in a safe that's right. always under guard. Right. So, but with one guy. So I'm thinking maybe you go in, you shoot that guy, and you take the blackmail material. No, Problem right. solved. But presumably no, pro- what they actually want the IMF to do, which is not specified <coughs> in the recording that we hear anyway, is more complicated than that. Yeah, but now, it's... Now, but we, now we do this because we want plausible deniability. Right. If you go in and just shoot a guy, they're going to know a guy got shot. Right. And now it's going to cause you problems later. So you use oh, the IMF my. because you need some hugely complicated, improbable well, thing to accomplish. Right. The thing, though, I mean, the thing is, like, it's one thing is, like, yes, if, like, somebody in a country, a nuclear armed nation ends up getting, you can't really, you know, th- these are, that's an act of war. So, you know, th- this is where, like, the Cold War, we need this done delegately not to dip- mm-hmm. disrupt various diplomatic, you know, diplomatic things or basically mm-hmm. give ourselves a diplomatic black eye, which would have vast repercussions in the global geopolitical stage. Okay, yeah. We need to keep this on the down low, and we need to keep the body count to a minimum, and we need this needs to be done with discretion, because if we, we didn't need discretion, we have tanks and bombs and planes, but the whole point is those, mm-hmm. we don't want to use those, because well, that's what we want to do. Especially in domestic law enforcement, though middle you're not supposed to be using intelligence assets either, uh, you're not supposed to, like, the police, even in the 1960s, and even today, are not technically allowed to, you know, kidnap a mob boss. Right. Or, kill, or, or, or kill them out of hand. Right, 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 conduct right. breaking order. And for that matter, right. though, from Plaza Nightbillies, oh, look, somebody got, somebody in the organized crime business got shot and their safe got rifled. 
that probably never happens, right? Now that could now that could also cause a gang war in which you would have innocence in the crossfire, mm-hmm. particularly with the Hoods Convention coming up. Okay, you could ma- okay. So obviously, God knows you don't want Syndicon sixty nine marred by bloodshed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they go all if they go all you know Splinter Cell Rainbow Six, it's going to be basically over before you know it's going to be over before the uh, before the first commercial break. So we get okay. Right. They're going to be a little more elaborate about it. I just wish they had put. Give it at least a slight fig leaf of this is why we need you to do this, and it needs to not. Right. We we can't just. There's a reason we can't just basically you know. Send in the regular right. black bag guys because again, right. if we solve with just simple bra- a simple breaking and entering job, you mm-hmm. know, cost somebody over the head and take the documents. Right. Jim's you know Jim Phelps does not even have to put on his loafers to go hunt down a tape recorder for right. that sort of stuff. Sure. He gets you know, you you call Phelps for when you have something complicated. That you have no. I mean, it well, looks well, like they they impossible to solve. Well, I mean, this if they may be one. It, even if they needed the stuff to be taken without an obvious B and E, they could have just done Barney's part of what ends right. up being the plan. So yeah, so again, if they just tossed, I mean, again, still find it it's a perfectly serviceable episode right. and works better than I thought it was going to when I saw Paris's brain. But I wish they'd done at least given us some reason why this is an impossible mission rather than a pretty straightforward B and E job. Now, one thing I did like this, and I think this is the season where. The usually there's a rotating female mm-hmm. character, and the other like Paris and Willie and Barney. Barney are the, the dudes. standard guys, but this time there actually was a little bit of here's the random people in the folder of people I can recruit yeah. for the IMF. Yeah. So we actually explore the premise a little bit. Uh, yeah. Now, now right here is is not wrong, but uh-huh. if we do this the easy way, there's not a show. Yeah, and we all know that's really. So I, I just wanted to get that out of the way here. Yeah, you're gonna when we get into uh-huh. it, you're gonna wonder why didn't they just stop there? Right. Get us a good question, and the answer is because they would have. It's it's not a half hour TV show, kids. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of building some headcanon over here right. that maybe that maybe some of the high government officials mm-hmm. implicated in the blackmail maybe wanted this done. Like, put some English on it, Jim. Right. Let's get the. I don't want the, the blackmail stuff back. I want them done. Right. So uh, I'm building a little headcanon over here. We can road test that later. Now, like Stacy said, oh, that's a ooh, that's a good point. If like, no, we want the IMF to do this because we don't trust that nice J. Edgar Hoover fellow over here at this FBI See, to yeah. black bag it. And yeah. then good point. The CIA, good point. Uh, good well, point. okay, yeah. Uh, then so, te- the CIA technically doesn't operate on mm. domestic soil. Yeah, but you know, we don't want either one of them to have the blackmail material because. So, oh, you don't want them to have. Ooh. See, that would that be. We don't, don't want, want Hoover to get it back. We don't want Hoover to have even more blackmail material on the front exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Right? We don't want Hoover to have even more right. than he's so, already I got. So, I could see that. I mean, obviously, you probably could not get that on the air in the 1960s, but basically, the idea that, okay. Right. That kind of yeah, works, though. We're going to use. That kind of okay, holds water. I like that. Okay, now that completely explains it. We mm. just didn't, you know, okay. we're using the IMF because they, you know, that otherwise we're going to be giving basically a too tempting cookie jar to the CIA or the FBI yeah. and that might come back yeah. at us, the high government officials whose pictures are in that file. Who God only knows. Right. Um, so like Stacey says, we do the apartment scene mm-hmm. and Jim's like uh, pulling out the dossier and we're getting mm-hmm. people that are like the people he has access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, did, um, did we unpack who that was? Because I may have interrupted in the middle uh, there. We, we got the four dudes. We got, mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, Jim and we got uh, Paris and Barney and Willie, and mm. then uh, he he also pulls from the file a window washing company, mm-hmm. and a guy named Doctor Berman. Mm. Doctor Berman runs this Institute of Cerebral Research that apparently mm. our mobster Stone has donated money to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is um, also the pharmaceutical guy. Also the, the pharmaceutical the guys. Doctor Galvin, a pharmaceutical mm-hmm. guy. Um, so we have the apartment scene. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, of course, now we're just seeing the pieces in the apartment scene that we'll see play out later. Mm. For example, Barney has a cigarette lighter that can uh, dose you with an excess dose of insulin. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, we have apparently got access to a nurse at the Institute of Cerebral Research. Oh, in addition to the, the lighter, there is a mirror. Oh, uh, right. Uh, like a one-way mirror. Now, it, it, I didn't initially recognize this till later, but it's like it's, a, it's one mirror of that. You know, the weird thing they decided, we're going to have mirrors. We're going to put weird little gold oh, decorative right, right, right. overlays yep. on yep. them to make mm. them look like, I don't know, what was that supposed to look like? I'm not real sure. I'm, no I'm a little fuzzy on that. If, if, you know, if you know what that was supposed to look like, please let us know, because... I see it. I'm like, okay, that's a '70s mirror, but yeah, how I don't do we know do either. that? Now, uh, we, we why was to... everything avocado colored? Just how it was. And now, the pants. Um, what was with the pants? Jesus. The pants anyway. were awesome. They looked, uh, mostly because I think Roger looked good. In Actually, the... six. This is more. No, this is not '70s. This is, this is '60. This is '60. This I think is fall of '69. '69. So fall almost of, the '70s. Almost um, the '70s. And we have the pharmaceutical guy Galvin from, mm-hmm. and who has apparently given us. Uh, a little sample of pure morphine. Mm-hmm. And Jim samples it. And <laughs> I taste it like you see in the spy movies. We have yeah. morphine and it's pure, which begs the question, <laughs> how does Jim freaking Phelps know what pure morphine tastes like? Does Jim maybe spend summers in Istanbul? I don't know. I mean, I don't, see, I don't know. that's the thing you see. I mean, that's kind of, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of up there. And I don't know that anybody in their right mind would do that given whatever else, you know, drugs, street drugs get laced, get, get do- laced mm-hmm. with. Anyway, that's kind of up there with the, we're going to pick up the revolver of a pencil. Well, at which point you're kind of like, well, that's nice. We might have maybe could have done some analysis on the bullet, but you just stuck a fucking pencil down the barrel. Dumbass. Good job. Good job, detective. Good job. Good, good job, detective. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much the dumbass. tasting the drugs is actually a thing you should do. Really, you probably shouldn't. Prob- probably shouldn't. I mean, but, but again, it does beg tell the you qu- never to use in chemistry. There's, okay, oh, yeah. you can maybe oh, right. the smell. Okay. something towards the you. smell. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But you never use the taste test in chemistry. No, no, no. never. But I still stand. I, mean, I, I still stand by. How does Jim Phelps know? Bit, right? If it was morphine, yeah. Oh right, but how if do you it's know? cut right. with other stuff, you might just be. Blah, 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 blah. If no, it's I, LSD, well, MK. Okay, this is a little bit before right. MK Ultra came to light, but still. I still want to know how Jim Phelps knows what morphine tastes like. Um, Spy training. Spy training, Spy absolutely. School. That's you um, know, basically, you know, identify yeah, common I, street dogs by taste. I, I love the implication with stuff like the window washers that there are just ordinary people that Jim Phelps has the phone numbers of that will come to the service of their country. For no, for whenever no. he might happen. Whenever well, he needs. The weirdest right. thing. Remember mm-hmm. Argo? Oh yeah. The there is a slight suspicion. Uh, who was the comic artist that did all the concept art? Jack for? Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Okay. Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Highlighting. <laughs> yeah, so. Is it possible? I mean, if, you know, is it possible Jack Kirby had something? Mr. Kirby, we need you to do some art. It's my understanding the art was pre-existing. Okay. Mm. But you also know that if basically the government, you know, you say, we need you to help some Americans out. We can't tell and you Jack why. Jack Kirby would have done it. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah, possibly not telling Jack was you important. Bet. You bet. <laughs> no, the problem is if you told Jack at that point, Jack would deliver the art and ask, what's the suitcase for, Jack? I'm coming with you. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, that, that Jack, be... Jack Kirby punched Nazis, and he did yeah. not feel bad about it. Well, there was a story. Apparently, a bunch of neo-Nazis or whatever were down. Apparently, came in the lobby at the Marvel headquarters down in the basement, basically, and like called up to Kirby and talking shit. And Kirby's like, "Okay, fine," and just basically, you know, gets up, rolls up his sleeves, and started heading to the elevator. And a couple of the other writers basically give me a minute. Had, give me a minute, Stan. I'll be right back. Yeah, they said you kind of. You know, kind of stall or basically keep him from getting there before he, so he didn't go downstairs and get into a fist fight with a bunch of neo Nazis in the lobby until somebody could shoo them out of there. Mm. 
I do not know if this story is true or not. It I, should be. It is entirely plausible. Huh? You know, that's kind of true. up there with the... Um, uh, that's kind of up there with the 45 falling out during the contract negotiations for uh, Mike, Mike Grill. Lungbro Hunters. Oh, right. No, that didn't fall out. He put it on the table. Okay. The version, I, I, the version of the story I heard is that uh, Mike Grell was negotiating for a comic book. It might have been John Sable, might have been Longbow Hunters, and that he walks up to the table, puts down a forty-five automatic. Oh, See, I'd heard that it just it, it fell out of his bag. He sat on the table there because New York, rough town. Right. Um, That's not the version I heard. I heard he put I, it on the table like deliberately. I, I think the Mike Grell cover story version as of a few years ago was... They thought I did it to intimidate them, but it just fell, and they got intimidated, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Who can say? Who can say? Now, we roll into the episode. Right. Um, Willie meets uh, the mobster Stone Mm -hmm. in the elevator of his office building. Mm -hmm. Uh, He slips a bug in his suit jacket. Uh, and then uh, kicks over the mm-hmm. – uh, he's got a briefcase. Stone's got a briefcase. He kicks the briefcase over. And when he leans over to uh, to uh, pick that up, he doses him with the insulin. Mm-hmm. Back of his neck. Oh, he Apparently also puts you can a just bug kind on of him. spray it. Yeah. yeah, he said that. Yeah. Okay. He puts a bug in his suit coat, sprays him mm-hmm. with the insulin, goes about his business. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Willie then leaves uh, the office building, goes back out, meets mm-hmm. Jim and Paris in the car. The bug is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, Paris is taking notes mm-hmm. on what they're saying with the right. bug to get to get the intelligence, right? right? Now, at that point, we also see that Barney is with the window washers on the outside of the building. Right. And they actually dragged Greg Morris up mm-hmm. the side of the building. Right. And I'm like, I'm sure Greg Morris is like the thing I do for my job. But um, so then we get uh, Stone. Sure they also drug a poor cameraman up there, too. Yeah, we the cameraman up there, too. Uh, now, we got Stone and Merrick in their mm-hmm. office. And uh, Merrick is pushing for the mob to get into narcotics. Mm-hmm. And Stone is very because much against this. Because the mob this. is not into narcotics Apparently in the, the 60s. Uh, the, 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 there's a certain romantic myth about right. it that they that they would do all this other stuff, but we mm-hmm. wouldn't sell drugs. Right. Uh, I think you get that, that in The Godfather. That was in The Godfather. The Godfather. Well, the Corleone the, family refused to. Yeah. yeah I mean, now, now, I was, yeah, I think the, the line he uses is, well, you, you just, you know, junkies and pushers are just too unreliable. Mm-hmm. Like. As opposed to hit men and numbers runners and, and prostitutes you know, and and yeah. everything else. So um, so I, I personally uh, don't care for the myth that there's anything noble about the mafia whatsoever. Right. But anyway, it's a plot point that Merrick wants to get into the dope and Stone's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we don't need the trouble. And the IMF must already have known this given what they've already set up as part of the plan. Must have known this. Um, so And then while they're in their office, a guy named Nicholson comes in. He's from mm-hmm. the New York mob. Uh, and he's bringing in a telegram from New York uh, that uh, New York wants to move up. There's this big meeting they're going to have, mm-hmm. and New York wants to move it up by a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Now, Nicholson does not like Merrick. Mm-hmm. Nicholson does not like Stone Merrick. Stone says basically, you know, because, well, you know, he feels like I, you know, passed him over to give you the job as yeah. my number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, and, a, and there's also a bit right before there because there's a mm-hmm. safe in the office. Yeah. And Merrick doesn't know the combination. Only Stone knows the combination. You know, there's a couple things you got to keep secret from your junior partner. Even even your number. This is things you keep even from your number two. The safe contains a million dollars in dues. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's implied to be basically what diverted union dues, or maybe or protection money, or or maybe or or maybe this is your mission fee to Syndicon sixty. Yeah, or yeah, or maybe maybe this is basically yeah. This is basically all. This is all. This is going to get yeah. This is all the uh, this is yeah. Oh wait, no, it's their local dues to the national organization because they have to put it back. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's okay. I wasn't you want to okay. So it's the it's the cut that the national it's their franchise fee. Okay, it's their franchise fee exactly that apparently they're going to turn over at Syndicon. 
Yeah. yeah. So, and the blackmail material is. In I'm the really safe. looking forward to getting some autographs at Syndicon this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't decided on my cosplay yet. I'm still thinking it over. I was thinking Lucky Luciano, mm-hmm. but we'll have to we'll have to see how that pans out. See, I like the okay, you know those nice little '30s suits, right? The, yeah. You know, I, I really, yeah. you know, the, I the, 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 the whole the whole Prohibition era. I mean, that was. Now you do have to get the little orange thing for the end of your Tommy gun. Hmm. I think that's fair. You don't want to walk in there with like real weapons. It's right. in the that's just trash. Just asking for trouble. Now, uh, Phelps comes in. Uh, he identifies himself as a Dr. Knowles. He's from the Institute of Cerebral Wait, Research. We, we skipped ahead about the telegram. The telegram? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, brings in the telegram. New York wants to move up the meeting. Right. By two uh, days. And Stone's like, no, nah, we're not moving up the meeting. Mm. And that's all, I think that's the extent of what they talk about it at that point in the show. Mm. And then, and then Phelps comes in. It's Dr. Knowles. Mm-hmm. He identifies himself as coming from the Institute of Cerebral Research that Stone has already put money into, right. looking for a, a bigger donation, right? Um, and gets Stone's signature on a donate on a form, and then um, and then Stone goes down mm-hmm. because of the insulin overdose we've given him yeah. back in the elevator. It took about 10, 15 minutes. Now Stone's down, right? Yeah, he starts kind of getting kind of woozy, and then mm-hmm. not incoherent, and then clunk. Well, conveniently, there's a doctor in the room, right? Lucky, lucky day. And then uh, Phelps calls for an ambulance, and then they get in the ambulance and they take Stone away to the Institute for Cerebral Research. Now, while this is happening, Barney enters the office next to Stone's Mm -hmm. from the window washer. You know, he they open they open the window. Apparently, it's Merrick's office because Merrick comes in there. Was it Merrick's office next door? No. It's the uh, office, it's the the office late, next yeah, door it's, to it's empty at the t- It's empty at the time. I think you later find out it's Merrick's. Right. And then uh, he tosses in some gear. Then a secretary comes in. Oh, my God. And it's like a tense moment. Right. And then the secretary doesn't notice the gear and she leaves. And then Barney's in, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we go back to the Institute. Mm-hmm. Now, Stone is there. This is the Institute that he's helped fund. As Merrick says, we are we, we $50,000 to the Institute of Cerebral Research makes a nice tax deduction, doesn't it? Right. Now, Stone goes in and he uh, he's in an iron lung. He's in an honest-to-God iron lung. I guess there were prop houses in the 60s from which you could rent an honest-to-God iron lung. I and mean, then, there are there are movies about people in iron lung. It was, yeah. yeah it, it's a little startling in this day and age to see an actual iron lung. Do, there do, people, are only do people still five, use that? Uh, there were five people on the... Uh, last time I checked, or last time it came up, years ago, I think some of were like less than a dozen, maybe as few as five people still in iron lungs. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So they got stoned in an iron mm. lung. Uh, Dr. Berman is there, the guy that runs the Institute for Cerebral Research. Phelps is there as Knowles. Merrick is there. And they get Merrick's signature on a form mm-hmm. that he's, I, I don't know, it's like he's... It's a release he, for treatment. A, a release yeah, for treatment. I think you call it medical power of attorney. Yeah. And then uh, and then we get to get the signature and everything. And then Paris enters. Mm-hmm. And then that nurse comes in. And then there's a guard posted. Mm-hmm. All right. And we, they notably close the door on the guard so right. that he can't see what's going on once Paris goes in. And then we cut back to Barney is in the office. He's in Merrick's office next door to Stone, and he's working on putting in a like a fake mirror wall or something. I'm still a little fuzzy on the whole mirror wall. So I think there was a mirror. Okay, so essentially, and what you find, so there's a mirror, like there's a bar in the office, Mm -hmm. and it's got like a mirrored back with that funny little filigree or whatever Mm -hmm. on it. So Barney has like a collapsible one-way mirror that he sets up kind of like as a facade to conceal the fact he's in that corner there. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, while he does what he does, he needs mm. to do. Uh, so that that was what the, the first bag he tossed in there basically had this little collapsible mirror frame he could set up that basically he's in this little concealed, he's in this alcove, and if you just look at it casually, you just see the mirror and you don't mm. notice that, you know, the 
shape of the wall has changed slightly. Mm. Now, uh, we cut back to the, the Institute. And this Galvin guy from the pharmaceutical company we've got comes in, talks to Merrick, and it's like, what's going on? He says things that imply that there's some kind of deal with Stone and Galvin. And it's like, but we don't get the details. Merrick, just just tell him when he wakes up, right? So now we've planted to see this suspicion in Merrick's mm. mind that there's something going on. And then uh, to, to further bring that home, Willie calls, identifies himself as a guy named Lesher, who is also a part of this mysterious deal. Uh, that, of course, the mission and the IMF has just made up completely out of whole cloth. Um, and then we cut back to oh, that. But wait, while he does the call, he plays a, he, you know, he hits a tape recorder and does some background noise of somebody being paged over like a PA system or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, just to add some extra background some, noise. Some verisimilitude. Um, now, uh, Merrick goes to the, the, the room where Stone is in. The nurse, we can hear the nurse fighting Phelps. Right. As Knowles inside, she storms out. All right, the guards alerted, and the guard enters to see Paris with his head in some kind of big wired contraption. It's like, oh my god, we're taking Leonard's brain out again. I don't even know what's going on at this point. Um, and like Stacy has pointed out earlier in this show, some of the gags as the show wears on become more elaborate, become more baroque, become a little. We get a little weirder, a little wilder, right? We've already done through a lot of impossible missions at this point, and there's a lot more to go. So we're going to get a little we've weirder. We've known from the apartment scene and Paris taking notes earlier that he was probably going to do his impersonation thing on Stone, but we did not apparently know exactly the extent of how he was going to do How's he going to do this? So, uh, and again, we cut back to mm-hmm. Barney in the office. He's working on taking pieces of the wall out. Mm-hmm. Um and then back at the Institute, Merrick, storm, Merrick storms in now. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is going on with Paris and Stone and Phelps is here? And what the hell is this? They identify Paris as a truck driver named Lester, uh-huh. who apparently is a clairvoyant who has been studied at Duke University. <laughs> now, for those of you uh, in Kentucky uh, who are listening to this uh, show, uh, that he has identified as coming from our arch nemesis, Duke University. We're like, we're in, we're in Kentucky. We're UK people. If anybody asks for UK people, and Duke is the enemy. So that's kind of funny to me personally. But he's identified as a clairvoyant from Duke University, and there's an EKG right. machine. Because that's where J.B. Ryan was doing the ESP experiments. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's actual history. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Mm. Well, yeah, that would have been more closer to current events at the time. Ooh, right. I did not so know that. that. It, well, yeah, this is in that 60s going into 70s when we're pretty sure ESP and Bigfoot are all going to be science in a couple years. Wow. I miss those days. Those were good times. Those were good I times. Mean, technically, you can go on the History Channel and still see all of that. It's yeah. just slightly. I mean, actually, you, later anymore. you. I mean, later you can basically have Leonard Nimoy narrate basically about. I mean, he did a whole show about the whole show back about then. that. Yeah. Still good times. So they've, um, they've got like Stone wired up going mm-hmm. into some like you know EKG machine, and then right. that goes over to EEG. Le- EEG go over to uh-huh. Lester. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, basically what we're doing here is we're wiring up uh-huh. Stone to speak through Lester, Sorry. which I'm actually pretty sure isn't possible. No. But it's the name of the show, yes. Mission but Impossible. He, but so. Knowles, this is his field of research at the Brain Institute, apparently, and he he has modified this EEG and has a certified psychic from Duke mm-hmm. to be able to read the mind of the unconscious guy across the room. Right. And um, so um, so to, to prove to prove that mm-hmm. we're actually having Stone speaking through Leonard. Um, 
we have uh, Paris as Lester say, don't let them push the meeting forward. Well, Jim hits some sort of real control that I'm gathering. It delivers electric shocks <laughs> or something to Stone in the iron lungs. <laughs> because his head keeps bouncing around. <laughs> so... Which does remind me, the doctor in the opening bit, they say, say so when you get to the hospital, you'll switch to the lowered, the the the, the high, the high you know, dose tranquilizer. The high dose tranquilizer. So he won't, yeah, uh, yes, okay. So it won't be any danger at all. I'm thinking, other than the normal danger that comes with anesthesia, right? Which, well, he's a mobster. Who I cares mean, I'm that pretty much. sure the insulin overdose itself, much like all other, I mean, and this, but this was specified. It wasn't just generic TV knockout drug. It was specified as an insulin overdose. Presumably mixed with DMSO or something. Yeah, they'll be fine. The and they actually say he'll like, be fine. It's completely harmless. It's totally harmless. He'll I mean, yeah, so I'm assuming basically that was supposed to be, what, hypoglycemia? I guess, yeah. Yeah, basically uh, too uh, much uh, insulin yeah. breaks down yeah. the blood sugar. Right, basically, right, right. you get kind of in and go, mm. bloop. Um, I, I wouldn't know. I, hypoglycemia is not the thing of something I've ever had to worry about. <laughs> So we keep kind of, so we cut right. back again. Barney's still working, getting into mm. the wall, and we figure out that what he's doing is getting into the safe from behind. From behind. Mm. Now, now at this um, point, you, the viewer, are probably wondering if you can get into the safe from behind. Just that's why I said you could just do this part of it, right? So, but so if it, all you want is the stuff in the safe to be gone, but, but we all, but we also want the guy who got the stuff in mm. the safe to be right. Gone. So that's the thing. At this point, you, as the viewer, though, are like wondering. Mm. Okay, what, so why the elaborate? We yeah, got to kidnap the, this guy and put him in the there's hospital. Else now, going in, all, on in all fairness, when have you ever known Phelps to half-ass a job? Well, no, no. <laughs> so that, again, part of the fun of Mission Impossible, classic one, mm-hmm. is not knowing what's going on. Everybody mm-hmm. else you're watching knows what's going on. You're trying to figure out what's going right. on. But yes, as it, as it was presented at the beginning, it's like, all right, as part of getting our hands on this blackmail material, we're going to place the head of the syndicate for this city completely under our power. But not harm him in any way. But not harm him in any way. Now, um, we go back to the Institute, and Merrick is like, Merrick is on a rampage. He's talking to Dr. Berman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, uh, he gets a call, mm-hmm. apparently gets a call or makes a call to Galvin mm-hmm. to confirm that he's like, we're, we're getting, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking morphine here. Right. Um, he asks about this leshing guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to Barney again. Mm-hmm. Now we get Willie back in the show. Uh-huh. Willie is apparently uh, Dr. Leshing, mm-hmm. set up in a lab in, in this Institute for Cerebral Research. He's the guy going to cook the morphine into right. heroin. And that's what that's what the background noise was for before, because right. now the nurse does the same page again so that the guy know, so that Merrick realizes, oh, he's in this building. Yes, he's in so this he asked, building. So do you have a Mr. Dr. Leshing here? Right. right. Now, um, now we, we, we got some more Barney. He's mm-hmm. taking the thing out. He's like... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, Barney keeps drilling. Now Merrick goes back to the hotel, to the hospital room, mm-hmm. pulls a gun on Paris. Uh-huh. Um, if Stone's talking through you, mm-hmm. well, and then this is where Paris is actually putting on a performance because mm-hmm. now he's pretending to be Stone, right. talking through the clairvoyant. But he doesn't right? have to put on the rubber head or anything. No rubber, no, no one puts on the mask. Yeah, no he does mask the accents and the mannerisms, mm-hmm. and he knows all the biographical detail about right, Stone. Right, right. So. Um, so now uh, Paris cops to Paris as Stone cops mm-hmm. to making a narcotics deal behind Merrick's back. Right. Betrayal. I was gonna cut you in. There's a mm-hmm. and like like you said before. You always want to have a couple of secrets from your junior partner. Right. So yeah, but yes, the fact that they specifically set it up to be the thing that Merrick wanted to do that Stone was moralistically keeping him from, and it turned the, out allegedly Stone. Was doing this behind Mary's back. back. Right. So this is the part in the Mission Impossible episode where you get your bad guys mm-hmm. at odds. Mm-hmm. They betray- betrayal. 
So um, Barney takes off the back of the safe. Mm. He gets the blackmail file out. Mm. Bam, that's the mission. Mm. And technically, like Stacy has pointed out, we can be done at this point. Mm. But Jim Phelps don't half-ass this stuff. So Barney gets the back, get, takes the stuff out, the, gets the blackmail file out. Mm-hmm. Merrick and Paris mm-hmm. uh, work out a deal. They're going to use the dues money to pay for the deal, mm. the drug deal. Right. And then they're going to make that back. And then put that money back into the safe mm-hmm. before the dues are due with the Hoods Convention. Right. Which that's, is why which they is why can't st- let them move it back. Why they days. can't let them move the meeting back. Right. Um, so let's see. Um, so it turns out they're talking about all this in the in the hospital room. Mm-hmm. They bug the hospital room too, and Phelps mm-hmm. and Berman know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berman calls the New York guy, mm-hmm. Nicholson. There's some weird stuff going down here. You need to get down here, right? So... Um, so we get the Nicholson guy down here. Mm-hmm. And then Phelps bursts into the room as Paris, as Lester, and then uh, and then uh, Paris as Lester as Stone. Mm-hmm. So Paris is now technically playing Lester, mm-hmm. who is playing Stone. Right. So Paris, so we're like doing like some Chris Nolan Inception multi-level stuff here. So uh, like Paris is like two layers deep in an impersonation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he leaves with Merrick. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Now, Barney is busy resetting the combination of the safe mm-hmm. because supposedly, because Merrick wouldn't know what the combination was, right. supposedly Stone does. does right. So Barney has to reset, reset the tumblers of the safe from the other side mm-hmm. so that when Paris comes in, he can actually open the safe. Right. Um, and then Berman's talking to Nicholson. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then they burst into the hospital room, look at Stone. Berman grabs the chart. There's nothing wrong with this man. He's just been dosed with barbiturates. What on earth? <laughs> now, I think at some point in here, mm. the guy comes in to get a drink. Yes. Okay, oh, so right, at right, some right. point while Bernie's resetting the tumbler, the guard from the from Stone's office comes into Merrick's office to get a drink. Presumably right. presumably Merrick has the good booze. Right. And right. the guard, who's supposed to be this loyal guard guarding the safe, mm. comes in, gets himself a drink, hangs out for a minute, and Barney can't do nothing. Mm. So Barney's losing time here. Right. Now, Stone... Uh, and Berman and Nicholson. Stone's awake now. Mm-hmm. Stone's awake. Who the hell is this Knowles guy? Mm-hmm. And Berman's like, I don't know who this Golden guy is. He came in with you in the ambulance. I don't know who this guy is. So um, he had a paper signed by Merrick giving him. He had a paper signed by Merrick giving him. Yeah. So now we're in trouble. Stone gets Nicholson and storms out of the institute. Things uh things are heating up. Things are coming together now. Now um, Paris. And Merrick arrived to open the safe, but mm-hmm. Barney's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So Paris moves in to, to turn the tumblers, and Barney sends a little electric shock through the middle of the safe to let Paris know that something's up. Right. And like Paris, because these guys these guys are a finely honed machine, Paris vamps for Matt. I'm losing control here. I'm losing control here, Merrick. Lester's taking over, Merrick. Snap out of it. Snap out of it, Jonas. Snap out of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then giving Barney enough time to reset the tumblers. Right. And getting Merrick even deeper into now, he's the one who absolutely believes that this guy is channeling channeling, stone. Channeling stone, right? Um, Merrick opens the safe. He just moves to take Barney, the money. Barney just puts the back yeah. of the safe on just right before <laughs> right. the safe Split opens. second. Mm-hmm. Split second timing. Um which, which comes down to what we've identified as one of the core themes of this show is that these people trust each other implicitly. Trust your team. Barney is going to have the back of that safe on. It might be a heartbeat before you open the front, but he's going to have it. And it's, uh, it's one of the things I still love about this show is that they absolutely rely on each other. Now, Merrick opens the safe. He moves to take the money out, but he's interrupted by Galvin. And then uh, 
and then while well, well, Barney, well, uh, I'm sorry, Merrick is talking to Galvin over here. Barney signals for extraction, gets out the window. Barney's clear. Right. Merrick pays Galvin right. the money, right? With all the dues money. With all yeah, the well, dues for, money. First, he calls Lushing to get. Oh right. To, to oh, to make sure that the the sample is. Yeah. Or no, that the shipment is there. Shipment's there, there. and he has to speak to his dude. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And his dude says, you know, and the dude pans over his stone cold unconscious. Mm-hmm. You can, we can assume. You know, mm-hmm. Willie Karate Chop. Yeah. Right. But Willie has a recording of him saying, the shipment is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they had that way back in the apartment. Yes, they actually had that back in the apartment. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, just says the shipment is fine. So uh, they, Just like the sample or something. Like yeah. That. So Paris plants a bug in the office. Now, fortunate, now, Merrick at this point, being a man of few words, says, mm-hmm. great, and hangs up. Doesn't mm-hmm. ask... Mercifully, for this entire plan, does right. not ask any more question. How's the weather? Does it, you know, was it all, how is it packed? How many palaces are on? It, right. He's not a details guy. No. No. Fortunately. Fortunately. This is why he is the junior part. Because right now his eyes are full of dollar signs, frankly. Mm-hmm. Because he's finally getting his way. He, we're getting into narcotics now. He's too mm-hmm. overcome with victory, basically. And he's um, going to use somebody else's million dollars to pay for this shipment and then sell it for, what was it? Ten. Ten. Yeah. And yeah. And since he never even used his own million dollars, it's pure profit. <laughs> pure profit. Uh, now, Merrick orders Paris taken out and shot. Right. And so the guard, who was slacking off five minutes ago, right. five minutes ago, and seriously, they need to they need to vet their people better than that. Um, he's not going to be. He's going to be like the guy at the autograph table that no, at Syndicon that nobody wants his autograph, mm. right? Particularly because you know he takes Paris out to be mm. shot. Um, and then as he's going down, they pass Stone coming up in the other elevator. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I think Stone and them go... Stone and them get on the elevator. Mm-hmm. Oh, just as they're And off. then... Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, Lester, Paris and the guy Paris and, and, and the guard come out right afterwards. Right. right. And then uh, basically Phelps karate chops the guard in the hallway, gets Paris out lickety split. Right. And then Stone enters his mm-hmm. office, and there's Merrick... And the safe is open, and the blackmail material is gone, and the money is gone, mm-hmm. and because um, he's handed the money to the guy who's been working with the IMF the whole right. time, right? And it's like America's like, but boss, 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 I can explain. And boss is like, and then uh, and then we cut to uh, the car, and you hear over the bug a single gunshot. Well, yes, yeah, so he basically just he tells um, Nicholson mm-hmm. to yeah. take care of him, take care of him, and you know, and he, then we cut down to the car, bang, bang, and then they drive away, smug smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm. The end. And you see, that's still that's still what I love about Mission. It's like you're going along, you're living your life, and then your whole life comes undone around you and you never even know why before your boss shoots you. <laughs> and so, or has you shot. Yeah, so it was pretty much a classic set, you know. <coughs> it was pretty much your classic, okay, set the boss, you know, set the, the, the second in command against the, the boss and they one or the other takes, takes the other out. And, okay, the black military, you know, great. Nobody... Is any the wiser? So, there are three or four different ways that you could have easily done. You know, you could have, with a different set of intermediaries, basically yeah. persuaded Merrick that uh, Stone was getting into narcotics. Mm-hmm. But they, this is your twist. We're using, you know, we are persuaded that no, this is some sort of brain transfer psychic thing. Mm-hmm. Which okay, which I mean, I guess they found out the guy was investing in brain research. So right, but I mean, I, I guess from a, I mean, so it's like. Okay, I mean, from a writer's standpoint, it's like, oh, this will be kind of neat, and you know, versus just your standard, because we probably it does seem like one of those cutting edge, ripped from the headlines. Kind right, of. because we've probably done the, we'll basically just frame, make him think your boss, you know, right. make, make the underling think the boss is up to no good, I, again, while the this do- is boss the thinks same. underling is up to no good. 
three or four times in previous seasons. So this you need to put a new twist on This season or the it. next one is the same one that has the we impersonate a ghost and the, and of course our favorite, the we build a functioning submarine simulator in order to See, I like that one if they had just done this is, this is you know, oh, uh, people, you know, people's glorious submarine, uh, submarine school, right, you know, right. submarine yeah. school, clo- you know, closed for summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, the now, only I, thing I would have changed about that script. I'm I like, still think Phelps does this for the challenge. He could have probably done this simpler. But after a while, I think he's just got to keep himself interested. I was like, how can I jack this guy up this week? He's like, I've been reading about this psychic experiment stuff. Maybe we can use that. I'll admit, I mean, part of like, you know. Instead of wearing a rubber head, what if you're just pretending to have the other guy's mind inside you? Now, Paris, now, Paris, hear me out. (laughs) I know you like wearing the mask. (laughs) But but how about about we don't do that? (laughs) See... (laughs) And I'll have to admit, essentially, the big thing here is you as the audience are, at least I was, trying to, okay, what is the, they've, they have everything they need to accomplish the mission here, why the extra, why mm-hmm. the extra hoop jumping? Oh, it's to put them at each other's throats. Okay, mm-hmm. they didn't state that at the opening, so you're left, again, the audience, I guess, is left wondering, what, what's the extra right. thing well, here? Well, they I, I mean, they had all the medical stuff, they were talking about all the medical stuff, and they mentioned that Nicholson and uh, Merrick hate each other. Yeah. So, so um... So yeah, and it's like he didn't have to get the guy killed. That's just mm-hmm. an extra. That's like an added value. Just value. It's a value add for the mission. So I mean, overall, perfectly entertaining. No, I mean, I, it's not. Now, now we we we've covered episodes. I think mm-hmm. that we like submarine. Also, a season four episode in proximity mm-hmm. to this one is probably. If we had to pick one favorite from the whole deal, it might be that one. That one or the one with the opposite number. Those that are, was really good. Yeah, too. those are my. Oh, two. the mind of Stefan Miklos. Yes. So, Which was oh that was yeah yes. I, I would put that one in submarine up there and I it's a it's a toss up submarine has a couple of things like well the whole submarine thing is a little elaborate but, is it plausible eh. but I, I think part of the one I love about that is just the fact okay you've got fairly you know it's a race against fairly competent opposition that they're basically and the they're gonna set a dragnet out and tighten it down. Oh, right. Yeah. So, that, so they that's specifically the, put themselves at the middle of the thing. Yeah, it's a reverse chase. In other right. words, yeah. like the dragnet is is cinching closer and closer and closer and they basically, ha- before they, they, you know, the contracting circle, mm-hmm. you know, strangles them, they've got to uh, complete the mission. So I, I, I like that little but bit. But they gave themselves the maximum amount of time because they're assuming they're trying to keep people from getting out of town, right. not... Being in the building right next to where the right. thing happened. Yeah, so yeah. it's a beautiful. Yeah, I mean, again, I just I, I love that little bit there. And again, like the you know the police captain mm-hmm. that's doing the search is again, it's not, you know, it, it, he's not the procedural equivalent of you know the thug that gets taken up with one karate chop. It's like okay, this mm-hmm. is this is a problem. This is not a problem they're going to be able to you know sneak their way out of. Right. So I, I like I like that aspect of it. But minus mm-hmm. Stefan Miklos is also just. They've got to basically. That is next. They've got to lay down a set of. I mean, they kind of do a little bit here. They lay down a couple breadcrumbs and assume Mm -hmm. you know miracle is far enough to pick it up. Phelps has to devise. In mind of Stefan Miklos, Phelps mm -hmm. has to devise a plan that's so good that somebody brilliant would almost miss it. Mm He's really got to psych the guy out. Now, is this on a level with with that? No. Probably not. But this no, is still no, this I, is still an entertaining definitely hour not. of television. It is, yeah. It's perfectly entertaining. Those are two of the best episodes in my opinion. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But this is uh, this is okay. I mean, again, part of it is I think the to me it was the okay. Why are they continuing to proceed now that they have the thing they the MacGuffin? Oh, right. okay. So that yeah. it was less entirely goofy than the ghost one. 
Yeah, now that's the one with uh, classic Hollywood cheese ball Robert Goulet, right? And that one really that, felt like they were one. punching down. Yeah, it kind of did. You don't it see the guy did. doing it. Okay, he's a mob boss. He's kind of sad. His wife is dead. That one just felt like seriously. Seriously, local law enforcement could probably handle that one. Uh, but I, th- I think I think some of these missions we just want to keep Jim on the hook. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure he keeps the team functioning. We're all it's still right, all right. a thing. Um, and maybe it's just like a hobby for him after a while. Um, I do like that they uh, they frequently cut back to him just sitting in the car, like looking worriedly to make sure that Barney gets away. And yeah, yeah. Uh, is this one of the great ones? Mm-hmm. No, but this is not a bad mission at all. This is a pretty good show. Um, so cool. Um, as always, uh, you can get in touch with us uh, via email. Mm-hmm. I am number six, all lowercase at agentsof.cool. Ray at agentsof.cool. Uh, Mrs. Peel, all lowercase, no period, at agentsof.cool. And we'll be back with you soon. Thank you for listening.